Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you to preview the NFC South. And as we take a look at the latest odds from BetMGM, Saints are the favorites at plus 125, followed by the Falcons and the Panthers and the Buccaneers are distant fourth at plus 750. So let's start with the shortest and the longest odds, shall we? So when it comes to the Saints, obviously the conversation revolves around Derek Carr, the newly acquired quarterback, did have his worst season in the NFL last year despite getting Devontae Adams. And PFF pointed out that Carr had a lot of turnover-worthy throws. But I think part of the problem last year was that Carr probably forced he forced his throws into vertical routes a good bit more often than perhaps he should have. His vertical route rate, uh, in terms of throwing to those kinds of routes, that was the highest rate of his career last year. And granted, with this Saints offense, he does need to make Chris Olave a serious weapon. But if the idea is, okay, Carr's deep ball should not be thrown nearly as often as it was attempted last year, then maybe those, you know, lackluster numbers from the Raiders a season ago are perhaps a little bit overblown, Joe. So they're investing into the offense and they're losing on defense. So that, that's the movement that we're seeing with this team, right? Uh, now a couple of years after Sean Payton has been gone, they decided the, the path for them is to invest in the quarterback and look, there's going to be some guys that we're going to lose in free agency like Marcus Davenport, and, and we talked about the, the addition he can make elsewhere. So uh, that's going to be really interesting. But what I would say to that is maybe part of the calculus is, um, guys, look at the quarterbacks. Do we need a very good defense? Maybe we should exactly. be investing more into the offense because we're going against Baker and Trask or maybe Bryce Young. Possibly they start off with Andy Dalton. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with Atlanta? Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's the right move. Invest more into the offense, and that's what they've done, whether we're talking about uh, high picks or just spending a lot of money. Uh, and, and they have a legit offensive line. You still have Kamara and his explosiveness coming out of the backfield. So I think what they're doing is actually right. You still got Cam Jordan putting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. Uh, how much do you trust Carr? That's the question. Um, you didn't remove the top, top-end talent that you have on defense at important positions because you still have Marshawn Lattimore back there. It's just a matter of him staying healthy. But they're, they're hoping that they're adding depth defensively, and in this division, you don't need a great defense. So I do understand why they're the minus – they're rather plus-125 favorite at BetMGM to win this division. It just makes sense because of the quarterbacks – for right now, I guess they have the best. And the players that can – the most impactful players, yeah, they have the most of, most of them, I would say. The number of impactful players, I go Saints. So I understand why they're the favorite. I, however, would not be placing any wagers on them. So the wins are going to go somewhere. But, you know, as far as the number that's available, I don't think there's much value at all on uh, the Saints. Yeah, and to your point about the defense, I think the off like I think Carr is better than Jameis Winston, and he is getting mm -hmm. you know 
Kamara, Alave, who was PFF's 13th best wide receiver in 2022. Um, you've got Michael Thomas. That should take the pressure off of the defense a little bit, and maybe the offense will be on the field more. So when the defense does need to be perform they'll be a little more well rested instead of having to carry this team i'm just i don't know how how do we feel about the head coach too i mean we talk a lot about quarterbacks are we confident in dennis allen he hasn't given us much reason for confidence at least in the early going and this is his second stint as a head coach so i look at this and go you know I, I don't know if the confidence is really there, but the idea is that the infrastructure that Sean Payton left behind is such to where Allen, you know, should be in a position to succeed. We'll find mm-hmm. out now that he has a, a, a more competent quarterback. But it's not like Andy Dalton played poorly last year. And it's not like the defense played poorly last year either. I mean, in terms of success mm-hmm. rate, defensively, the Saints were one of the better units in the NFL. And yeah, they lose a bunch of guys, Joe, as you were alluding to. Uh, you know, like Marcus Davenport, Shy Tuttle, David Onyemata, you know, guys like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, Brian Breesey was, uh, you know, a bit of a steal late in the first round. But you are relying on a rookie to be an elite pass rusher. And so that is perhaps a dangerous proposition. I think one of the things to bet on when looking at the Saints is to probably look at some overs in their first few games. You look at week one against the Titans, that total is 41 and a half. I get that the Titans offense may leave something to be desired, but 41 and a half is still a low number. And it is possible if the Saints have their full complement of receivers that this offense could get off to a hot start and the defense could allow the Titans to at least keep that game relatively close with a spread of three and a half. To me, that suggests that this could be a medium to higher scoring contest. And it may, may not be just that way for week one. It may be that way for the next few weeks. So to me, if you're going to bet on the Saints in some way and, and tail them, maybe look at some overs in the early going. Hmm. Well, it's also sure. interesting that uh, they play the yeah. NFC North the division we talked about yesterday. So in, if you look at their win total, if you think that the Saints could you know, be good in their division. I, I, I guess it depends on also how you rate the NFC North um, because they could go over if you think they're not going to be very good that division. But I think it might be tough with the Lions, the Vikings. I mean, they seem to match up, pre- be pretty even, I think, the Saints and mm-hmm. the Lions. I think the Saints were probably worse than the Lions and Vikings. I don't know, maybe fairly even in my opinion. So if we look ahead and look at the point spread for every game on the Saints schedule, how many games would you guys guess that the Saints are underdogs by more than a field goal? Three and a half or higher. How many games? Higher. Oh, boy. No, no, no. How, uh, how many games are they an underdog of more than a field goal? Oh, I thought you said more than three and a half games. Sorry. Um, no, no. Um, I'm going to say say two. (laughs) Ten? Ten. What? (laughs) Hates Dennis Allen. Hates Derek Carr. Really odd on them. Uh, The answer is zero. The answer is zero. Really? Zero games. Wow. A couple times they're underdogs by a field goal. That's week five at New England. And... 
actually that's the highest. There are some two and a halfs out there. Point being that the, the, the betting market is expecting them to be competitive in every game. The majority of them are right around zero. You know, it maxes out as them being a three, three and a half point favorite and on the other side, plus three. So tell us <laughs> coin flip games. The win total is nine and a half. Um, they don't, they don't, they don't apparently have any brutal schedule spots, right? Like the toughest team they're going to play all year. I think it's when they host Jacksonville in week seven or at Minnesota, yeah. possibly at New England. That's the toughest spots all season long. So when we talk about how soft a division is, this is what we're talking about. Nine and a half is a win total, juice to the under. Man, is somebody in the division going to get to 10? It should. It could happen. Yeah, it could happen. It's within the realm of possibilities. But, um, yeah, I mean, what is it? They get the Giants as their uh, NFC East team as far as uh, their yeah. third-place schedule. Uh, that, yeah, I mean, that's a break, I think. Uh, you know, there's mm -hmm. some third-place teams that are kind of scary in the NFL. But, but the Giants, to me, as we've talked about, uh, I think they're massively overrated here. Um yeah, you know, Titans, Panthers, Packers, Bucks, Patriots to start the season. Uh, you could see a lot of dubs there. Yeah, yeah. The Texans not long after that. Um, you're, you're facing rookie quarterbacks or you're facing unproven quarterbacks. And you add up that combination and you go, yeah, I could see the Saints getting off to a really hot start. Maybe they sputter down the stretch. Maybe the Falcons start to figure it out. And, and, you know, do things other than a lot of outside zone runs. Uh, but you could see a too little too late situation for Atlanta in that division. The nine and a half is already plus on the over. It's plus 120. Maybe this is an old situation where everything goes right. Mm -hmm. And it's just the schedule's so soft. Maybe. So I tend to agree. Like I've looked at them for like a five and oh start sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With but all those numbers, we're talking about them not being a dog of three or more. Like their first ten weeks, everything they're either favored by three or less, or a dog of three or less. Like, is there the case for everything going wrong? Michael Thomas is just never going to be back. Alvin Kamara, the suspension comes through. Derek Carr does what he did in Vegas. Dennis Allen is an incompetent head coach. Like, I tend to be on your side of like, hey, what if everything goes right? Is there a yeah. case oh, of see, I what was if on everything the goes wrong? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're saying wrong. Aaron. I'm saying there is, I think there is a case to be made. Pick a yeah. side. Either everything goes right or everything goes yeah. wrong. But it's yeah. good. That means it's going right for one of these other teams in the division. True. So which team is right. that? Which maybe we'll find out during the conversation as we preview the division. But that's the tough part. Figuring out which team is doing that. Uh, we'll get to, I guess the Falcons have the second highest win total, which we'll get to. But anytime someone is promoting ryan pace i have a lot of questions about everything you do in life. <laughs> <laughs> great scout like great with those fourth round picks just can't nail the first round yeah. kind of a problem yeah it's uh, blue chippers tend to be, be uh like super bowls it, it is gonna be Listen, weird you need, a, and... you need a running back in the fourth round oh, ryan pace is your guy i buddy. mean leonard maybe leonard floyd is the case for ryan pace it wasn't him it was coaching maybe yeah, maybe. That he hired. Yeah, I can see right. that. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, this, 
let, let's move on to the Bucks here because I, I do want to circle back to this kind of, you know, state of the division in just a bit. But let's knock out the mm-hmm. Bucks real fast because I know that, you know, we're not taking them seriously. <laughs> we, we could even bet on them to have the worst record in the NFL. I think that's very much live. Uh, but Kalijah Kansi, their uh, first-round draft pick, to me, he's an absolute stud in terms of raw athleticism. Defensive interior for Tampa Bay should be good. And then they keep Jamel Dean and Levante David. It's not the Super Bowl-winning defense that we saw just a few years ago, but it is more than serviceable. And I don't want to go so far as to say that the Bucs will have the best defense in the division. The Saints might still hold that honor. But I don't think the Bucks' defense is going to be bad. The question for them is, what do they have at the quarterback position? Because Baker Mayfield is a stopgap at best. Best case scenario, he's just, you know, getting the Bucks by for several games. Worst case scenario, this completely falls apart offensively, uh, despite having some, you know, playmaking wide receivers. But defensively, there shouldn't be too many concerns for them, Joe. Yeah, it's a, it's a fair point because you look at every level. You're like, okay, Vita Vea, all right, Shaq Barrett, can he stay healthy? And Antoine Winfield, a lot of people would love to have him on the back end, but just it is staggering. And the, the market that you just mentioned, I think that's going to be a fun conversation as we get closer to the season. Worst record because you can find the Bucks at plus 950. We've been anti-Rams. They're plus 1,000. There's some decent value on those teams. But it, it is, yes, you're right. You still have some talent at receivers. You still have talent on the defensive side. But it, it, with that said, it is also staggering how different this team is going to look past No Brady and you know, Fournette. There's Julio. Uh, the tight ends are all gone. And Brate and Rudolph and offensive line. Donovan Smith is now gone. You know, Golston on the defensive side. Mike Edwards. Hicks, he was always hurt anyways. Uh, they still do have talent because when you look at the players they lost, you're like, whoa, they're going to stink. And then you look at the current depth chart, like, okay, they can actually hang around. They're being discussed like they're one of the worst teams in football, and, and maybe that's not the case. But unfortunately for them, Todd Bowles is their head coach. Their offensive line really worries me. I mean, that it's going to be scary for Baker Mayfield. I don't know how long he would last. I would look at any unders on his season-long props. I don't even know if they're posted because of that, <laughs> probably. But he, he, they have another early bye, too. I mean, uh, week five bye, they start off at Vikings, and they, they host the Bears, the Eagles, at the Saints. It's oof. And then a bye? Terrible. I know what Aaron's going to do. Even in a better spot, Cade Otten props. Oh, yes. oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> He's the next She would bet on him last year, Ed. Ed, she would oh. bet on him all the time last year. <laughs> Why? You know, what? Purdue, Cade Otten, there's some things that just get me sometimes. Can't help myself. Come on. Number one tight end now. This is is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, can the Panthers or Falcons make a run at the division? A lot of people think they can, and we will discuss that right here on the BetQL Network.